Welcome to Physical and Health Education in the MYP. International educators Everett Hill and Dominique Dallet will share their insights, experience in planning and teaching in the International Baccalaureate Middle Years Physical and Health Education Program. Stay tuned. All right, welcome back to Physical and Health Education in the Middle Years Program. My name is Everett Hill, and I am again here with Dominique Dallet. And today we're talking about statement of inquiry. Statement of inquiry is essential to the MYP units in all subject areas. It's your, there's a lot to it. Um, this is, it, this can be a piece of writing that can be incredibly challenging to put together. It, it, ta it takes time, it takes experience. If you've never written one, um, it just is something you just have to, you just have to work through and have some experience with. And hopefully we can give you a little bit of insight and in how to, a couple of ways to put that together. For the, for the statement of inquiry for the middle years program, there are a few basic requirements or things that the IB is going to look for if someone is looking at your curriculum or looking at your statement of inquiry specifically, they're going to look at, at for a few things. First, they're going to look for the presence of a key concept. As we talked about previously, pick one. Um, a lot of people will start with a key concept and they get that written down and you know, communication change, development, relationships, and they're, they're happy with and they start there uh, and that's a starting point. Then looking for the presence of one related concept as well, at least one. We're recommending pick one key concept, pick one related concept, unless you're a more experienced educator or physical and health educator in the middle years program, it's a good idea to keep it simple, pick one and one. But in that statement of inquiry, you need to be able to demonstrate the presence of the key concept and the presence of the related concept. So they're both there and they're, they're clear to a reader. Then the presence of the global context, specifically the explorations. As Dominique and I have talked about, and we've kind of gone back and forth a little bit, some people will put just the global context into their statement of inquiry. It is present, it is a way to do it, though it's not as clear and as articulate as you want it. Um, something that I've had, I've struggled with over, over time, um, and Dominique and I have had discussions about that, and earlier, in years past, we, we've not always agreed, but looking at the IB and looking at the, the information, um, it, it is it's fairly clear that the idea when you write your statement of inquiry is that it is, it's universal. You can take your statement of inquiry from one subject area and potentially drop it into another where Dominique and I have disagreed in earlier years is I, I still, and I will still push back on this a bit. I still think you can put it into your context areas, your content areas specifically and write it that. So it's not quite as universal or as open-ended. However, if you're really writing a solid you know, high quality one, Ivy is going to look at and looking towards that top end of the criterion band, as it were, for what a, a statement of inquiry is, the more universal you can make it, the better it is. I, you know, we, we can we can debate that for for quite a bit of time, but the idea is you want it to be more open ended. As you start, if you're writing your you write your statement of inquiry and it's in net games or in the game of basketball or when refereeing a sport, that's there's nothing wrong with that. So don't don't think that's an incorrect statement. But you want to try and work towards a more universal, open ended uh, exploration of you know, the statement of inquiry rather than being sport specific. And this is something that as, as physical educators, especially if you're coming from a, 
a state program where this may not be a requirement um, is difficult. Um, it's a challenge. You just have to take some practice, um, take some practice writing that. This is kind of how I tend to look at it. I take a key concept and a related concept, global context, and then I start to draft draft out my statement of inquiry. And that's kind of my personal process, um, trying to keep it both a little bit specific to the sport, but also, or the, or the unit, but also a bit broader. Um, and this should drive your, this should drive your unit. This is what you know, is driving the inquiry in your unit. It drives the, the questions, the, the, it drives everything else that you do from here on out. That's mine and that's the basics of it. Make sure you have a key concept, a related concept and a global context and specifically the exploration, not just the global context when you're, you're working with these. And then you start to craft it. Like I said, you can start, start with this way. Uh, just take it, take it and start to, to put a statement together that exemplifies what you're, what you're trying to do. It's, it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a hard piece to, to describe without writing these down in front of you. So I apologize. But these statements, uh, these statements should drive your unit, should drive your instruction, and should drive the inquiry throughout. I'm gonna let Dominique explain because he's, he's, uh, I think he's a little better at writing statements of inquiry than I am, um, and he's, he has looked at through the BQC quite a bit more than I have within my curriculum. So I'm gonna ha pa pass it off to him. Yeah. So the statement of inquiry is is the driving force. Like Everett said, that's what your unit is about. That's what you should be trying to achieve with the students at the end that's your goal it's your goal um, and your students should be aware of your statement of inquiry um, they should also be aware of the concepts and the context that you are teaching this within um, the statement of inquiry is supposed to be a transferable idea and it should be a statement that can be carried through other subject areas. That's the idea of it. it's quite hard to do um, because you tend to think, what's my unit about? Um, and that's what's really important when you're thinking about the what, that you're thinking about the concepts. You're not thinking about the actual sport or physical activity. You've got to think about the concepts first because that's what you're teaching. Um, and it's also important to think about why you're teaching it. And that's a global context exploration. You're not teaching a unit to teach someone how to hit a ball in, in, in baseball or whatever. Um, they're not going to take that into life and use that skill unless they're going to become a baseball player or whatever. They're going to take the what and the why of your concepts and your global context exploration into other subjects and into their life. And, and that's what the statement of inquiry tries to put together all of those aspects. Now, uh, when you bring in an, an extra related concept, you've got two related concepts, it does become a little bit more complicated. And so often what the IB uh, re recommends in workshops and uh, there is a place, if you if you use management as well, um, to create a conceptual understanding where you are creating a statement with just the concepts, not the global context exploration. That's one way of starting. You can do it that way. You don't have to, you can start with a global context exploration. What you've got to remember is that in your statement of inquiry, it should be the exploration that's um, written in the, in the statement of inquiry, not the global context. The global context is a bigger picture. It's got to be the exploration. Now, when you're looking at BQC, which is, uh, again, stands for Building Quality Curriculum, uh, your school's probably not doing the e-portfolio. If they're not doing the e-portfolio, they have to send 
off units and there are different levels and so when you're looking at statement of inquiry in, in particular there would be different levels of statements of inquiry so you'd have your statement of inquiry where the, the top level is you have you specifically used the same words as the concepts and the global context exploration in your statement of inquiry the next level down could be where you've used variations of those words. So rather than using the word change, you might have used changing. In, and so that, that's slight, slightly changing. And then the lowest form of, of uh, the beginner level, um, as they call it, you might have some content in this, which is specific to your subject area. And so that's where you start to build and think, okay, I've done this statement of inquiry, still a statement of inquiry, but it's a beginning statement of inquiry. These are the things that I need to take out. So I need to start thinking about uh, moving away from content. I need to start thinking about using the specific words that have been um, given to you um, for the concepts and the context. That's really important to do that. And in a minute, maybe I'll talk a little bit about um, using particular phrases within your statement of inquiry and one of the things i mean we have to keep in mind that we have to have a statement of inquiry just it's not it's not it's not a negotiable point in our in our curriculum and as you start to write it keeping keeping to the content language or keeping to the language of the key key and related concepts and global context is the easiest way to craft those throughout again using your exploration is not specific global context and it, for me, it's the easiest way because I have I have that language there. If I'm talking about, for example, communication is my key concept and interaction is a related concept, and then uh, exploration of one of my global contexts, I can use that specific language to craft what I am trying to do. Um, and this is one, again, this is one where as you're going through the unit, you need to really utilize that reflection section of the unit planners. And, and write down your thoughts about this as you get a, as you get a conceptual understanding or as you have your statement of inquiry and you start with it, talk about how you talk about how you're feeling about it in advance. And then as you're teaching it and the students are working through it, see if it see if it's doing what you expected it to do. If you are if you're exploring the areas you expected it to. And if not, that's OK. Note that. And then you can either make adjustments partway through, which you, know, you can you can make that decision on your own or at the end of that unit make those adjustments as needed. This is this is not, I, I can't emphasize enough, this is not an easy process to really write good statements of inquiry. Um, I work with people who do amazing statements of inquiry and I, I am, I'm always amazed at how well they they can put these things together and just kind of almost off the cuff, but they're, they're very experienced at it. I've gotten better at it. It just, it really helps to understand what you're seeking, your conceptual understanding really does help and while I don't start with the conceptual understanding necessarily, I do, I do have that as I am processing it, and it makes it for me, it makes it easier. Um, I still struggle with making it non-content specific and and something I can transfer in this transferable. Over over time, it's become easier to write these as transferable statements. But again, you have to, it's, it's one of the parts we have to have in our units, and then it drives everything else. So if at the end of the unit, one of the things to keep in mind is if you go back and you say, you know, my entire unit was about change, but it really was about communication, then you do need to rewrite your statement of inquiry moving in the future, um, just because it needs to, needs to match 
your your key concept, related concept, global context, exploration need to match what you're in in that statement of inquiry. Dom, you're going to talk a little bit more about about that. Yeah. So I mean, like you said, it's really important to review. It's important to come back and have a look. And 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 before you start a unit, you might have a statement of inquiry which you might think is okay, but then as, as you delve later into the inquiry questions and the action part of the unit, you might then go back to that statement of inquiry and think, right, this is actually not quite the right concept that I want to use. Like, I'm going to use communication to sort of change that, then might trickle back down and make everything sync and in, in line. Um, one of the things that you've got to be careful about is using qualifying words, phrases such as must, and is and things like that because those uh, words will actually there isn't sort of room for maneuvering okay and it, it's also telling you that the, this is what it is in your statement of inquiry whereas a statement of inquiry is is it's an inquiry into and so it's it's useful to use phrases such as um, often um, may or can instead of is for example it's not definitive um, and, and that way, there's a bit of movability move in a way, and you can sort of really inquire into, because maybe this is, uh, can this happen, and so forth. And so when you are actually forming your inquiry questions later on, those phrases can sort of be helpful and important for, for the students to sort of delve into, because you may put together your inquiry questions for your unit, but... As you go along, students will also have an opportunity to do that. And that's, again, something we'll delve into into the next, in the next episode. But so think carefully about the words you're using um, to put that together. Another important thing is to try and keep it simple. Okay, I've seen a lot of statements of inquiry, which are huge, massive sentences. Try and keep it simple. So write it out. It might be huge and so forth, the content in and lots of phrases. And then relook at it reword it, make it simple. What you've got to make sure is that that statement of inquiry is understandable by the students that you're teaching. They should be able to know what that means. That's their goal of a unit. If they can't understand it and it's not child-friendly for that particular uh, grade level, and then it's not going to be um, useful to, uh, to you or the students because then you'll have to really sort of delve into it even more and so forth. So it's got to be child friendly um, and you should try and use these, these phrases such as often may and can. And one more thing, and we'll get into this later um, in another episode is your statement of inquiry really, um, because it's the goal of a unit, it will be tied into your assessment and your assessment criterion because that is what you want to get out of a unit. So eventually when you choose your assessment criteria and how you want to assess this, you really need to think about that statement of inquiry and that needs to sort of be tied in. You might not necessarily use words um, from there, maybe if it fits in as long as it's transferable again. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point you just made. It is, it is tied into your assessment. What sometimes in some, in some, uh, some people with educational, certain educational backgrounds and certain programs may think of this as the student learning objectives. Um, this is, that is not what this is. This, this is the inquiry into the standards and the assessment, specific assessment, 
uh, specific country assessment or standards, those are, those are actually separate from this. They are tied in, but they are not your statement of inquiry. And that's an important piece to remember. It, it's, it's very simple. Some of the easiest ways to find out if it's student friendly is share it with the students, which is fine. There's, this is not a, this is not something you should keep from your students. This is not a, a, a secret piece of, of education. We should share this with our students and ask them what it thinks or what they think about it. And if they're, if they start having questions, those are those areas to write as improvement. Um, we want this to be student friendly. We want it to be something they understand and they can articulate um, that they can they can explain, they understand that this is what I'm inquiring, in, inquiring into, this is the direction I'm headed. And again, best way to do that is just to share it with our students. They're very honest with us in that. It is hard, as Dom said, keep it simple. Do not make this overly complicated. It will take several drafts to kind of get down to something that is really functional. It just takes time. We've both worked on statements of inquiry for a long time, and I know we both make changes on them quite a bit. I don't know about Dom. I still have challenges writing them sometimes, uh, even though it's 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 gotten easier over time. But it's still it's it's a tough piece of putting this together because this is what drives everything else from here on out in the unit. So keep keep in mind, you know, pick one key. You're picking one key key concept, one related concept, the exploration of one global concept context. Excuse me, and you're writing it as a transferable statement. Keep it simple, use the language you're given. You can start with a conceptual understanding. You can start with a key concept. You can kind of enter in any of those, those areas, but just start start writing them and, and make it work for you. Find a way that does that. And of course, if you have questions, reach out to us. We, uh, we're always happy to help people with those and kind of help work through this. Um, Dominique, do you have any final statements on statement of inquiry before we wrap it up? Uh, no, I mean, yeah, I, I would say share. You know, we have our Facebook group, which is a collaborative area. I think often people are worried about sharing things, but if you don't share, you're not going to know. And uh, there's lots of experienced educators on the Facebook group where you can um, get good feedback. So share your ideas, share your statements of inquiry. Tell us where you want this to sort of lead into uh, and go forward with so that we can help you and, and, and help maybe formulate the next stage, which would be the inquiry questions or or the action part of the unit and so forth. So don't be scared to share. It's really important because if you just keep uh, within yourself, uh, you may not be on the right path. That's especially important if you are an, a single educator in a program where there is, as I am, where you are the only person in your program running the whole thing. You need to get that feedback uh, from other other experienced educators. So absolutely, the Facebook group, MY, Physical Health Education and the MYP, get on there, share your information. There's a lot of people who are willing to help. So with that, we'll wrap this up and we look forward to the next episode. Thank you for joining us on Physical and Health Education in the MYP. If you would like to know more about the work here, please consider joining the Facebook group Physical and Health Education in the MYP or check out the website www.ibmypphe.com. If you have questions or comments for us to consider on future episodes, please contact us through the Facebook group. Leave a comment or message on Anchor or at any of the contact points provided in the podcast description.